Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to my channel. It's Randy Seltzer here. Uh, we have a special guest today, Anthony Woods, who is a consultant with Chartwell Retirement, uh, is joining us today. And we're going to talk about re retirement living. Uh, and I've been through this with my own parents, with my own mom, where you get to a point in your life and you may have owned a house your entire life, but you get to a point where you start to think that maybe it's a little bit too much and uh, too much to manage, more space than you need, that kind of thing. So a lot of people are looking at retirement homes and there's different categories of this, which we're going to talk about today. But first of all, Anthony, welcome to the YouTube uh, uh, broadcast and the podcast. It's nice to have you on board. Welcome, man. Thanks for having me, Randy. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Uh, we talked a little bit uh, a couple of months ago about doing this. And I know you've been in this industry for a while. And uh, well, first of all, introduce yourself. I've, I've known you for a little while, but just let us know who you are. Yeah, my name's Anthony. I am the Retirement Living Consultant for Chartwell Heritage Glen Retirement Residence. So we are a seniors community in the heart of Meadowville, Mississauga. Uh, I've been here for just over two years, bordering three. Okay. Uh, I've worked in retirement living for, gosh, close to a decade now in plenty of different roles in Manitoba and now, of course, in Ontario. Uh, it's been a blast. I think through the pandemic specifically, it's really shown myself and my colleagues, like, this is why we're here. This is why we're really here. It's been pretty, pretty interesting, pretty challenging, but it's honestly been an honor and a privilege to be able to serve people through this. It's been well, uh, pretty powerful stuff. We're going to talk about COVID too, because that's a very interesting topic these days. And man, I don't know if we're ever going to be done with this. Like now they're saying it's spiking again in Europe, spiking in Russia, spiking in Germany. I mean, is there going to be a fifth wave? I, I just don't know, but we're going to. You get never know. Um, maybe we're just in uh, and out, and this well, is the way we're living. Um, maybe. But I, I think I see something on the horizon. On Friday, we just had our booster clinic in. So all of the residents that wanted their booster shot were able to get it. Very well taken, very, very successful. And I think a lot of our frontline staff are next on the docket to uh, get their booster, which is really good. Powerful. It is, it is good. I'm not going to, I never get into politics and I never talk religion, but uh, to, to me, anybody who politicizes uh, getting a vaccination, uh, who is anti-science, I, I just don't understand them. I don't get yeah. it. I really don't. Yeah. So that's great. That's great to hear. Good for you and good for the residents. That's a fantastic, positive thing to be doing. Okay. So sort of as a preamble, we're just going to talk today. Um, because I do get, again, I'm a little bit older demographic and I deal a lot of my clients, although I deal with millennials and first time buyers as well, but a lot of my clients, uh, are people who I've known for years, who I may have sold a house to 20 years ago or 25 years ago. And they're getting to that point. Some of them are over 50, some of them are over 60, uh, where they're starting to look around. Um, I know I went through it with my own mom who had problems with her knees or arthritis was bad. She couldn't do the stairs. And then she started to have a little bit of memory loss and we were getting concerned about her. So we looked around and I know there's different options. I mean, I, I, I talk to people all the time where they're saying, well, we're not sure, you know, what, what should we do? Should we keep the house? Should we, and there is a lot of people, there are a lot of people out there that man, they're going to stay in that house till you'd have to drag them out on a stretcher. Like it doesn't matter how old they are. That's their house. You know, they don't care that they have to 
mow a gigantic front lawn or, you know, uh, uh, shovel the snow in a gigantic driveway, they're going to stay. But a lot of people are looking at around and there are, are options out there. I mean, people can move into a condo. That's a possibility. Uh, people can sell the house. And again, we're talking a lot of people these days have a big net worth because they bought the house years ago when prices were so low in hindsight. And now they're selling it for a million plus. And so they've got lots of equity. There's lots of things that they can do. Or some people, I know one couple good clients of mine who just went into a rental. That's what they wanted to do. They don't want the hassle. They don't want the responsibility of worrying about repairs. So they're in a rental. And then of course we have retirement living, which, and, and there are differences um, for people who have not looked into this. Uh, if you haven't had a, an, an older or a parent or somebody that you have to look into, there's different, different categories of retirement living. There's a, a simple retirement residence where people are still pretty mobile. They've got their marbles, you know, they're still in pretty good shape. They want to stay active. They want to, uh, you know, go swimming and have a, you know, activities to do, go out perhaps, uh, with other people to do different things. And then you get into a different category, which is like a nursing home where people are maybe not able to look after themselves. And there's different grades of that where there's certain people where, you know, you can, they can still wash themselves or they can still go downstairs to the, to the restaurant. And, but it gets worse and worse where eventually they need full-time care where they need a nurse in there to help them do everything. So I just thought it might be great to talk a little bit about these differences so the people listening in can get some clarity because a lot of people haven't thought about this. So Anthony, I'm going to turn it over to you. I tend to ramble on a lot. Just tell me to shut up if I go on too much. Honestly, it's okay. And it's a good intro to a really good question because we get this all the time, you know, and it, it mostly just kind of starts with where do I start? Like, where do I go? Right. I can't tell you how many times somebody's come in through the front doors or has just picked up the phone and has been in utter distress. They have no idea where to turn to. Yep. Now, keep in mind, a lot of that comes from the fact that maybe mom or dad, or maybe if they're able to call themselves, um, it comes with a need and it comes with something, maybe a life change that happened. But when you look into a lot of retirement residences, the reality is if you move into a retirement residence, it's because you want to. Maybe there's a bit of a backstory there. Maybe there's a need to get away from your current situation of, you know, shoveling the driveway, cutting the grass, preparing meals, doing housekeeping, not necessarily having a doctor or any medical staff that's really close by if you need. But generally speaking, if you're moving to a place like Charwell Heritage Glen, it's because you want to and because you find the value in being around a community of people that are like-minded and able-bodied, just like yourself. And, um, you know, moving from that, you get some assistance with activities of daily living. So to clarify some of the different levels, as you okay. put it, okay. you know, you could start out even before a retirement residence with seniors' apartments and true seniors' apartments being maybe just an apartment building that caters specifically to 55 plus. Right. There might be some services, there might not be. Would even they- possible that you're going to be uh, subsidized for some, uh, for some way. And in okay. those particular cases, there's a very long wait list. I can believe it. So those then, places, they would have, like, for example, their own kitchen. A, a they would like have that. their own kitchen. Okay, and got it, then got bridging it. to a place like Charwell Heritage Glen, which right. is considered independent supportive living in a, okay. as a retirement residence, okay. we cater specifically to individuals that are at a much more independent stage of their senior life. All of our suites, for example, also have full kitchens and balconies. 
Okay. The benefit when you walk in the front door is that you can get all of the peace of mind things that you need for a life coming from a nurse or personal support worker or even an emergency pendant that responds in-house. You can get all of the fun you can get out of a recreational program. You can have some of the activities done for you to help out with daily living. But at the same time, you don't have to give up cooking. You don't have to give up the meals that you want. Caters to a much more independent senior. Now, having said that, we have people that walk in through our door all the time that participate in our meals and they love it. They can do one meal a day, two meals a day, three meals a day, uh, or none whatsoever. So it's optional. There's some options that they can they can sign up for or not sign up for. Yeah, and that happens to be at ours. Now, if you're at, speaking okay. to like just Chartwell, if we're focusing on retirement residences, right. there happens to be a lot of other options. I can think of Chartwell Roberts Becker Regency that cater typically to a senior who yep. needs a little bit more assistance than we traditionally offer as right. part of the base package. So we've looked at seniors' apartments, 55 plus. We've looked at retirement residences. Then there's going to be long-term care. But before that, there might be a couple things in between time. You might be looking at convalescent care. You might be looking at memory care or memory living. You might also look at assisted living. Assisted living would provide a higher level, maybe the highest level of home and community care that's offered prior to a person going into long-term care. So I've covered everything that is private before long-term care, which is largely public. That is where you get into the long wait lists. So when wow. a person needs long-term care, they need extended support, possibly monitoring, yep. maybe on an hourly or daily yep. basis. Nurses are right outside you, the door. Absolutely. And you've paid taxes to right. afford this opportunity. The right. challenge is a person doesn't get on the long-term care list soon enough when they need it. Or sometimes they get into it because of a crisis and they need a bed pretty immediately. So long-term care is going to be where you have the wait list. Everything else before then doesn't traditionally have too long of a wait list. So okay. here's what some of your clients and some of the people listening might need to know. And they might benefit from learning is that you have the opportunity to shop around. The ball is absolutely in your court to do the tours you need to do and the investigations you need to do with the retirement residences that you think would suit you because you need to make this choice for you. You're still on a want stage. You don't need to move, but you might want to. Yeah, I would imagine. And I know, again, the older they get, the longer it takes for them to make a decision. And that's okay. That's just life. It's emotional. Um, I have one guy I've been talking to in Clarkson now for at least about six or seven years. And he keeps teasing me. He's like, we're going to sell the house. We're going to sell the house. We're going to go into a retirement home. They still haven't sold the house. I, he calls me at least twice a year. God bless him. But they will make that decision sooner or later. I know it. And, you know, uh, has he? it's an interesting topic that we, we get all the time. And I, I think I've I, maybe I've cracked the code for, for a lot of individuals is the idea that it's not necessarily the house. It's what the house comes with. It's the idea yes. that you were a person who yep. worked very, very hard to yep. purchase this house. Right. You own it. It's a sense of pride for you. And by selling it, you, a, you may be giving up some perceived form of independence, which yep. in your mind could be completely true. But I like to let people know when they walk in through the front doors here, you're not giving up any independence by being a Charwell Heritage Glen. And then the yeah. other part of selling it is you're selling memories. Yes, I've, I've been through that uh, where I've sold a house. One in particular sticks in my mind. 
where we did a very successful sale of this house in Etobicoke. And the minute we finished, the wife started crying. And I was, I was flabbergasted. And she was really crying. I said, what's the matter? She says, oh, it's just all the memories I have for this house. Our kids grew up yeah. here. And that's a very real thing. It, uh, I was shocked by it, but I get it now. I do understand. Mm -hmm. I, um, we're not care providers here. We are assuming no. a high level of responsibility. Right. Um, and when folks walk through this front door, I'm very aware of the memories they think that they're giving them up. And I, don't, I always let people know, I'm not going to take the place of your late husband or wife. I'm not here to take the place of your family. That's not what I'm here to do. All those memories and that family, you can bring with you. And hopefully in the process, we're going to help you make yep. some new. We have kitchens here. We have a beautiful building, right? We have a lot of things going on, but that is not what we sell, so to speak. So it's selling the value through the lifestyle and the community. That's what people okay. need, especially okay. during COVID. Okay. So uh, I would think one of the questions you would get is if, uh, let's say it's a couple, it could be two people and they're, they have an option. They, they know they want to sell the house because if they don't want to deal with maintenance anymore, they don't want to deal with snow and all that stuff. Um, they, they want to go into either a rental apartment or mm -hmm. they, or they might like just a strict rental, or they might consider, uh, moving into a retirement, uh, residence like Chartwell. And if they came to you and said, okay, what's the, Anthony, what's the difference? You know, what, what would we get by going to Chartwell as opposed to just a simple rental apartment? Yeah. What, what would your answer be for that? I just had somebody walk in here today and we had this, we had this exact conversation. Like it's, okay. and she answered it for me and it reinforces what I already know to be true, but I like to hear it from that person. She's been living in a condo for, I'd say four years and moved in. And two of those years were great. She knew everybody in the building in a short period of time. And then of course, something we always talk about as we do on podcasts and things we listen to nowadays is COVID hit. Right. And she doesn't have any sense of connection with anybody in the building anymore. Now, right. I don't know when that's coming back or if it's coming back. All I know is it exists. And connection has been lost. And if you come through these doors and you're living here, your family, our family is your family. And we're all one big happy family. And we provide a sense of community here. Mm -hmm. Now, having said that, if they're interested in selling their home and going directly to a, just let's say, just a rental apartment with no added services. One, if you factor in all the additional extras that we're providing as a service, we're basically going to mirror costs. Because if you were to be at your apartment, and then you were to contract out all of those additional services that we would offer, you're looking at the exact same cost anyway. To add, we're already in the building. So we're providing you enhanced peace of mind by the okay. fact that we're right there in the event of an emergency. It doesn't have to be all so, doom and gloom, but it is important. So if I'm reading you right then, so yes, the costs are a little bit higher than a simple rental, but there's value added there. You're going to get a lot more. 100% value added through the sense of community, through the okay. recreation, through the staffing, yep. and the fact that you have a lot of extra services at your disposal. Other main element I would talk with through this fictional couple, as you yeah. mentioned, that yeah. may or may not be clients of yours currently is, I'm sorry, my phone's ringing here. I'll just get rid of it, is the fact that you, know, you have two choices. You can move to a, a just a simple rental right now, and you can come back to me in three years, or you can skip that move and just come straight to me 
knowing that you're probably going to get some services that are going to come at least close to balancing out. The advantages here is that you can actually make some good friends and build some solid relationships. I get it. Whereas in an apartment building, the demographic, if it's just a basic apartment, may be completely different. For yeah, the other, other tenants there, they may be completely different background. They may not even speak the same language. You know, they, it could be um, at the different ages, young, old, whereas it, when they're, they're going into a retirement residence, uh, chances are they're going to be able to relate a bit better than they you know. There's, a, there's, uh, yeah. there's serious value in being comfortable in your own skin. And you're going to see a yeah. lot of individuals in this building that come from very different walks of life. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's an, and that's an added part, right? There's an added value in that. And in the idea that you're at home right now, and maybe you're not comfortable with the idea of starting to use a walker. And maybe it's a better idea for you to start using one, but you're a little resistant. I can't tell you how many times folks have come through the front door and they'll never use a walker. And then within two weeks, they happen to see how comfortable people are with using it and how much safer yep. it is. And before you know it, they're using a walker every day. Um, so you have support staff on site. You've got nurses there. Are, are there doctors on staff or would they have to go to the hospital if there was a serious event? Well, I mean, of course we like a, cannot take the place. Or if of someone, okay, sure, going yeah. to, to the walker, let's say someone had a fall. Yeah. They just had yeah. a fall in the bathroom there. They think they're okay, but uh, what, what would you do in a, in a situation like that? Would you get them checked out or would have? Good some, question. Yeah. And it's serious. And we do take it seriously. We yeah. do have nurses here seven days a week. And yeah. then we have 24 hour guest attendants. They're personal support workers, but we call them guest attendants. Whenever anybody moves in, we would give them a personal pendant so that in the event of an emergency, they can push it. Right. And we'll be able to tend to them right away. So the advantage is that when a person has that in home, they push that. What normally happens is it sends out an alert system. Before you know it, there's two paramedics and four firefighters in the house. Right. Well, maybe it wasn't as big of a deal. Right. Granted, it can be. I mean, we assume it's going to be a big deal going into it, right? We got to right. stay on our toes. It's serious business. Yeah. Um, but in that particular case, they can push the pendant and we will come and assess the situation immediately. Do you guys allow pets? If someone has a cat or a, a dog, a small dog, do you allow that in the, in the building? We do. Yeah. So well-kept, I mean, I guess small would be the best way to put it. Small yeah. dogs, um, but mostly just, you know, well-kept dogs. There yeah. might be some medium-sized ones that are in this building right now, but they're yeah. so friendly. So sure. yes, dogs, cats, birds. Yeah. That's very important for yeah. some people. I know. Okay. So, well, that sounds really good. And that's the first level. So if someone there, again, they're still physically fit, they're well enough, they, they drive, they've got a car, they still, you know, they're independent enough. What happens then uh, if there is some deterioration over a few years, you start to see, well, maybe that eyesight's going, they can't drive anymore. Uh, maybe they're starting to get uh, memory loss or maybe some dementia or stuff like that that happens. What, what happens then? Do, do they have to be assessed by somebody and perhaps upgraded to a different level of care? How does that work? Well, it's a good question. And one that I get, I would say one of the biggest concerns that folks come in here in the front door asking about, you know, what happens in the future? Because it's a double-edged sword. You right. want everything to be under one roof. But at the same time, a person moving here doesn't want to move in into a hospital type facility 
they, they want to be around like-minded independent people. So right. you can't have it both ways, right. but as part of moving into any retirement residence, us included anywhere in Ontario is yep. we do go through a bit of a medical process where we have to get a medical form sent in from their family physician. We have to review it, right? Okay. We have to assess it and make sure that we are the right fit. First oh, of all. Okay. Okay. So that continues every six months as they've come in, regardless of anything happening. Okay. So not, if there's been the baseline has remained exactly the same, we're doing that regardless. To add to that, if there's been a major life change, mm-hmm. we're also doing it at that point. We can continue to monitor a person's progression. And as a lifestyle change happens and a need yep. happens, we can add services to their portfolio of services so that they can remain as comfortable here as long as possible. Okay. Then sometimes it does get to the point where maybe we're not the right fit anymore. At that point, we have, yeah, we have a very well-respected conversation with either that resident or a family member who can speak on their behalf about what the future holds. Let's figure out how to get there. You know, let's go through a long-term care list or let's go through what memory care or memory assist looks like, but also can we maybe bring in some services here to help a person stay here? for as long as possible. Yep. When it inevitably does get to that point, it's not as if we say, okay, you have to go now. You can absolutely remain here as long as need be, as long as we're able to add some services in that it's still a safe lifestyle. And right. then when the time comes and you need to go to, let's say long-term care, right. it's usually pretty quick and pretty sudden. We act, we react pretty quick and pretty sudden. So that would be then to a different facility altogether they would be transferred over and, and check in and go to a different facility. That yeah, that would be a different facility yeah. where it'd be much more of a facility type yep. environment and right. they do great things in long-term right. care. Um, but yeah, it would be a completely different environment where there typically is a higher staff to resident ratio right. and there's some physical facilities built into the, to yep. the building. So like a Hoyer lift, for right. example, yep. where a person might have some mobility challenges. Or maybe there's, like I said, a higher staff to resident ratio for those that have some cognitive impairment. And um, there might be a different set of recreational programs and meals just to cater to a specific. I'll tell you, um, the people who work in those long-term care facilities are a special breed. They really are. Yeah. They really do care. And that's not an easy job at all uh, because these people, the old people become more and more helpless. And uh, it's just not everybody could do that. I'm sure of it. Very 100%. special people. Very Heroes. special people. They are. They really Heroes. are. And especially in COVID, now, now we're dealing with that. So, okay, so you mentioned earlier at the beginning that, um, that uh, everybody, I guess, is vaccinated in there, or is it optional, or um, is that, is that a, a requirement for someone to enter? I, pretty much anybody over 70 these days is, is vaccinated, I would think. But yeah, that, so that is a requirement for entrance into the... No, not not a requirement for entrance into a retirement residence. It is still a choice. I don't don't want to get too controversial. We get into all these. No, it's okay. All all of that aside, just (laughs) focusing on the facts as to what they are from Ontario Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care. It is still a choice. 
And you can have the vaccine or not have the vaccine to live in a condo, which is still technically a community type setting versus us, which is a community type setting. We're at a very high rate because a lot of our residents would prefer it for their own safety, right? Maybe they're immunocompromised. Um, But having said that, all of our staff right now are 100% vaccinated, right? We're we're at that level now. So um, the staff definitely on that end, but from the residents end, there really, it doesn't happen to be a restriction. I, I mean, we don't even say we prefer versus not, but if a person is coming in just as a move-in precaution, there's a different set of steps that we have to follow in order for them to come from their home or apartment right. to here before, you know what I mean? We can yep. make that happen. And that's just the world we're living in right now. And Isn't I'm it? not sure it'll be this way forever, but I hope respect not. to those that don't get it, well. you know, or respect to those that do. I just want to get through this. You know, it's yeah. coming up two years now. And, uh, I believe that, um, that there's a the vast majority of people out there, they may not say it outwardly, but a lot of people I think are stressed and a little bit depressed over COVID. I really do believe that. And yes, we, we've, we've done great here in Ontario. The numbers are way down and, you know, a lot of the restrictions have been lifted, but I still... I still get nervous when I see what's happening in other parts of the world. It's not, it's not done with us yet. It's still out there. It'll so be here for a bit. Let's hope we get through this in, in one piece. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah so, let's just get back to normal. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Normal with a mask. That's what it is. It's the first time I took my mask off today to talk to you. Anthony. I know so. I can actually <laughs> see your face. <laughs> Well, so that's very interesting. And again, yeah. I, I deal with this all the time. And people, that it, it, it's a big decision for most people, especially if they're over 60. It's a big decision to make. Uh, you said it earlier that when they have a house that they've lived in for 30 years or more, that's got memories and a lot of stuff attached to it, a lot of emotional attachment. It's not just a house. It's their home. So, But a lot of them, again, they get to that point where they know it's just too much after a while. It really is. It's, it's tough. They can't keep it clean. They can't um, mow the lawn. They don't want to do the garden anymore, all that kind of stuff. And then they're, they're faced with that choice. So I know for sure, again, we talked just about the brief, briefly about the differences between a regular apartment and going into a community where you may have people the same age as you or similar ages to you with similar interests where you can be making friends. What other questions come up when you're interviewing people or they're interviewing you? What are some of the high, high points that uh, are the big questions that they ask you about coming into a home such as yours? Yeah, well, obviously, you know, we touched on wait lists, you know, right. like, what, what does that look like? Is there a wait list? Okay. And I mean, I'll say there kind of is, but there but, kind okay. of isn't. Actually, I learned something from you today. So the, the wait list that we hear about and we read about in the newspaper, that's more for the long term care facilities. Those are the ones with the six month wait list where and then if you if you turn it down, you go back to the bottom of the list and this kind of thing, you have to wait another six months. But for your yeah, type. It- that's- it's their specific process for us. Okay. I might have a waitlist, and and to be to be fair, I currently do. But it's for individuals who have very specific requests of their suite type in their package, mostly okay. their suite type. You know, I want a one bedroom or a two bedroom that is facing X way, and right. it has to be this floor or below, and it has to be available between March and July. Oh, like you God. can see that the the choice that a person has prior to moving you. in. I got so you. they're kind of creating a waitlist for themselves because I can't make a suite yep. like that pop up. These but, are like my customers. Absolutely, yeah, well, they, they want it. Be. They want they it, and be. that's exactly what they want. And they should be there. They should be picky. They've earned yeah. it. They've earned the right to, to to be that way because they've earned that income in order to afford it. 
right? right? right. So, um, I mean, waitlist is one that we always get. Like you mentioned, do we accept mm -hmm. pets? Uh, meals, right? What kind of meals do you do here? You know that we provide meals by a tra very well-trained professional kitchen. Do you, all do, you guys, do you guys do special meals? Like if somebody's a vegetarian or somebody wants a, I don't know, a kosher meal or something, do you supply those kind of special meals or is it one, one size fits all kind of thing? Well, as part of the move-in process, every single person that moves in gets a meeting with all of the different leaders within this building. One of those happens to be our chef. The ah. chef will sit down and speak with the person who's on a meal plan to go over the ins and outs of what their dietary needs are okay. and how we kind of work around those and how also they're going to have to work around our menu a little bit too, like sure. to help point them in the right direction. Sure. Kosher is a bit of a tough one because uh, you know whatever. we don't have that something as yeah. an option in-house but there are plenty of options that i mean you can go to the grocery store see that's the other thing right if you're living a kosher lifestyle and you want to be in a retirement that, residence just an example that's all. no but it's, it's a great question because it, it has come up absolutely okay. but almost every major product and major provider provides a kosher option now or so you want to be a retirement residence or right. all yep. we have a full kitchen Okay. There's nothing stopping you from making kosher meals in your suite here. There's nothing okay. stopping you from making a halal so meals and getting meals, those catered in here. No problem. Absolutely. Okay. Um, meals we have to get, like you said, pets we often get. Um, right. Pricing, we of course, that's something we touch on a lot. And that's all based on the individual and what their care plan is going to offer. Right. COVID, we get a lot of questions about right now. What has your performance been? How are you managing it currently? Right. But not as much anymore. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we want to touch upon price. Uh, I know ballpark, you, you mentioned that it's, it, but mm -hmm. the time you factor in all this sort of added value that's provided, it's pretty similar to what you would pay in rent. Well, you, you get your, for a basic rent. Yeah. Apartment if you were to look at like a rental for a one bedroom in the local area, you could be looking at, you know, 18 or $1,900. Big time. Maybe yep. you get lucky, maybe a little bit less if you get like, but you don't want your seniors uh, living in a basement, you know? So yeah, you're absolutely right for a no, one. That's a, exactly it. A one bedroom. And then typically 18, you might have to in Mississauga yeah. and it's going up. Yeah. It's going up because absolutely. the rental demand is coming back big time. 100%. Okay. And then moving from that, you know, your what are your energy bills like at that apartment? Right. Do you get any facilities built in? Do you get cable? Right. Do you get housekeeping do you right. get i mean not. what do you really get for that so at heritage glen we have a starting rate at 21.65 per month mm -hmm. and it can go up there much like anything else in life but that is our starting rate and we do happen to have a suite available right now at that rate okay so That's... you're looking right you look at let's say 1800 to 2167 right. you're looking at what 367 per month you got our suite with all energy bills associated are included right. rogers digital cable yeah. housekeeping, hmm. all maintenance fees associated with it, okay. access to all of our recreational activities and our shuttle bus to take mm -hmm. you to and from local medical appointments and grocery shops and other excursions. And all of the amenity suites not that are bad. in the house. Not yeah, bad. and then you start to factor in the fact that, you know, you get access to our full health and wellness team. You get the emergency pendant. You have access to all of our management staff and you even have your own concierge at the front desk uh, to drop okay. off your mail and communicate nice. things for you. Nice. And we can follow up with other things to help you out with your daily activities of living starts to balance out pretty easily. Right. It's actually, it's not bad at all. Really. When, yeah. you, when you realize what's included, 
because you're, you're right. This it's the the cost of living, all the other stuff uh, beyond a basic rent that someone might pay in an apartment. And that's Absolutely. just bill to bill. We're not even factoring the idea that you are going to make a lifelong friend here for sure. And the sense of community provided well, being around like-minded people every single day, right? There's, yes. there's that additional element, which is the true value and being in a community like this. Do you guys have parking? So if people come in, they have an automobile, is there, there's parking spots available? Absolutely. Above ground and below ground. Okay, good. good. A little bit of both. Yeah. There's options open to people. I'm telling you when they get over, not so much over 50, but over 60 for sure, when they start thinking about what should they do next. And uh, well, to, to illustrate an idea of how busy this world can be in from the time I got here today until now, I've, uh, I've spoken with over 20 people and I've had four individuals come in for a tour of our building and I'm still going right after this. So <laughs> well, thank you, you know for, I mean? it, thank it, you for uh, giving up some of your time on the no, busy day I appreciate to talk it. to me. No, I no, you've, that you've been, you've been pretty, uh, pretty nice and pretty generous uh, yeah, speaking with no me problem. and offering up the opportunities. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to meeting today. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you today yeah. and, uh, we should do it again sometime. Anybody that's listening, yep. you know, just want to let you know, I'm I, my philosophy has always been on this and always will be is yep. I know in the conversations that I'll have with people, I'm not going to be the difference maker and our building is not going to be the difference maker on whether a person is going to actually sell their house or not. Right. right. I'm right. here to provide the option and I absolutely implore people to make the best possible decision for themselves. All I always ask is that they come in through the front doors with an open mind. Yep. Forget about the idea that they ever have to move. Pretend that it doesn't have to exist and just look at it for what it is if they did move. And if they can bring that mindset with them to the tour and they can come in with an open mind, they can evaluate it truly. They can at least then leave and say, OK, you know what? I think I should move in versus, hey, not for me right now. Either way, I'll be OK. <laughs> but uh, as long as folks come in here with an open yep. mind, that, that's all we can ask for. Well, Anthony, I'm going to put your contact information uh, underneath the YouTube video so people can reach you and also on the podcast. And for those of you who are watching this on YouTube today, if you like what you heard today, give us a thumbs up. Consider subscribing to the channel and hit that bell notification button so you'll get notified every time we do another video. And thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. And I wish you well. Next time I'm up your way, let's go for a coffee. We'll keep in touch. Pleasure, and, Andy. Um, we'll talk soon for sure. No problem. So thanks for being on the uh, on the podcast and the video today. You're very welcome. Okay, Anthony uh, Woods. Thanks again for talking today, and we'll we'll see you soon. Take care. We'll see you soon, Randy. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.